Hi, I'm Justin. I'm Josh. I'm Austin. And I'm Dylan. Yeah, we have special guest. Woo! Mm-hmm. This is your movie. This is my movie, so have you all seen Psycho? Yes. yes. No. <laughs> I took a class on Alfred Hitchcock in film school. Did you really? <laughs> Why'd they show this one? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I've seen a lot. This is the second one we're doing on this show. Mm-hmm. First one we did was Rope. It was all. It was a Justin selection. Mm-hmm. And that one was in color. Um, I, does he have more in color or more in black and white? This is about his midway point, I'd say. Gotcha. Uh, the one tonight, Psycho. Yeah. This is 1960. Yep. And it is a black and white movie. <laughs> by Alfred Hitchcock. We're going to watch it and get back to you on that. And before we go... You know the drill. Yep, so I'll tell you what I think it's about. Right now. <laughs> Alright, Josh, so you know the deal. Just based on the name Psycho alone. Yeah, just give us a give us an elevator pitch on what you think Psycho is. Don't read okay, that elevator pitch. I'm not going to read the screen that's right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, don't um, read directly what you're looking into. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's a thriller and horror movie about a psycho, singular, probably in a house. Maybe it's... Uh, it could be in a field. Maybe the house is the psycho. Yeah. Ooh, if the house was the psycho, that'd be pretty cool. Then it'd be called the psycho house. Unless they really wanted to hide the fact that, that it was, and they didn't even put out trailers, weird, yeah. right? All right, no, so tell it's... us about Psycho House. How did this house become a psycho? It's, it's not going to be Psycho House. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of who the psycho is. Is it? Is it? Do they go to like a summer camp to inherit the house? Is the psycho like their friend? Is it some side of the house? Like did somebody inherit a house and it's like? I like your oh, idea that psychos person. come with property. Like, well, yeah, if uh, yeah. you get a camp, there might be a psycho if there. If you yeah. get a house, there might be a psycho. <laughs> sure. A hider in the house. Kind you know, of you inherit a house from your old family, and there's a guy who wasn't actually dead or is a ghost or, or that's a psycho. You know, like killing you people. Buy. Didn't you have to kill a psycho when you guys moved into this house? Oh, I've been... Maybe. Or have you been, not found him I've yet. been putting it off. He's <laughs> really good at hiding, I guess. <laughs> Hiya, I'm the fourth member. <laughs> The psycho. Uh, speaking of which, we do have a guest tonight. We'll let them introduce themselves when they get here. Do you have anything more to add? Um, no. I I hope it's not. I hope. So I mean, it's old, right? So it's probably a trendsetter. I was going to say I hope it's not like stereotypical, but it's probably the thing that started the stereotypes. Right. It's radiotypical. That's what you call it. When yeah. Before stereos. So radios. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm curious what the. <laughs> What the line is or the killer is that's iconic. That I Hi, I'm a psycho! Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I've been feeling a little psycho. It has a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, work and so. no play makes Jack a psycho. <laughs> Frankly, I'm a psycho. <laughs> I could get on this plane or you could get on this plane. Either way, I'm still a psycho. Psycho Blanca. All right, we're going to get to it. We'll be back after watching it. This is Have You Seen. Psycho. What everybody think? First impressions. I know it's your first it's time. It's my first time. It's mm-hmm. your first time, Josh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think? Right off the bat. Uh, I guess if I had to say, like in general, yeah, it's a good film. But also, I can't. can't am I allowed to say it's a bad film? If oh it's yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. Well, I mean, you can say whatever you want. I mean, man. you the risk him, of... you risk him coming back and haunting you. Okay, but that's it. All right, we're not it. holding you to any standards. But I feel like anybody that loves film is holding me to some standards. Uh, Everybody's got their own opinion, man. Sure, sure, sure. I, I mean, I, I only say that, but but honestly, it was good. I get it. 
There were some things about it that I didn't like, like but we can like, get into that later. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, this has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which does not mean it's great. It just means it's an old movie. Right. I noticed that with a old lot of movies, old movies, yeah. Get 100%, 90, whatever, all above 95. Do you think they're saying like perfect for yeah. its time? I think it's an art historian skewed view. Okay. This is when you're an art historian, you sort of use the medium to push your own agendas. Sure. And a lot of times that becomes <laughs> elitist, which is like the first is the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have a thing. Like a form of reverence or whatever for older movies. Because you look at like even lists like the AFI top 100 movies list or something, they're like mostly older movies. Right. And it's just like, well, they did them first, so that's why they're the best. Right, right, right. Everything else is derived off of them. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's why <laughs> any music past, past, past classic rock has just been so awful. <laughs> they're also tipsters. <laughs> I was in movies before they spoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to give them some credit, the writing is really good. The, the script is really well written. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of witty dialogue in these old films. Josh, right off the bat, uh-huh. first thing you said while watching this movie, oh shit, it's in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because I say that every time every I watch time. a black and white movie, and I come out not being upset about yeah. that. Because they're pretty good. The you, ones you've we liked put on most this list. of the black and white movies <laughs> you watched. This time I was the most upset, but that yeah. doesn't didn't like it. Yeah. There's, you know to expect a different tone of movie. A different style of movie, a different style of acting. Yeah, but I saw Rope first, and I really wish I hadn't. Because mm. that set the bar. That was it, the Rope is my personal did. favorite Hitchcock you film. spoiled me, Justin. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Especially in the murder mystery category, yeah. which is what Psycho is. Let's get to the movie. It's not a murder. Well, okay, before it's, we get to the movie. It's uh, just a murder. A thriller? <laughs> so, yeah, it's thriller. Like, sure, just sure. to put it into context a little bit. So, like, when Psycho came out, mm-hmm. before... There weren't really, like, showtimes in movie theaters. Okay. It was, we're playing these movies throughout the day, and it would be, like, a little serial, a cartoon, the main feature, and something else just played constantly throughout the day. So you just, and show, you just up. show up and walk in and be like, all right, I'm going to go in and see the movie. And you could just sit there the whole day. So, like, if you come in halfway through, you you know, you could leave if you want, or you could watch the part you missed and cycle back. Wow. But Hitchcock made a big push to not let anybody come into the theaters after the movie started mm. because he wanted people to experience this movie as a straight storyline. He had a narrative in This mind. specific movie started that? This movie? Yeah. Yeah. What so, about yeah. length of film? Is this a, a an average length for yeah. a film yeah, at this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. sure. And that holds up. It's still under two hours. It's yeah, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's something we shoot for on this podcast. <laughs> well, if you get something in here that's a clean like eighty minutes, you're gold. Yeah, yeah. Let's watch Roots, the series. <laughs> we have watched some old long ones like Jackie Brown. Mm, we had one? to break that up into two. We did. So okay. Yeah. Um. So, starts off with a woman who works at a real estate office. Yes. yes. And yes, this is uh, Janet yeah, Lee. Just, Janet okay. Lee, who is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Plays Marion. Also in another movie we featured back in October, Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to feel like that this is a repeat of Halloween. Because mm. I loved, like whenever we did it oh, okay. as an episode, because I loved Halloween. And we watched it and you guys were like both like, meh. I'm just like, oh, and this is going to happen again with Psycho because I love Psycho. I like this way more than Halloween. <laughs> this was way better. This was better than Halloween. Halloween was just black. It was like, okay, here's the this thing was about also Halloween. Kind of black. Josh, in Halloween, did you ever get that Michael Myers was Jamie Lee Curtis's brother? Not really. No, you have to look on Wikipedia to find <laughs> that out. Like, they, they I didn't just, know that. They don't establish that until the later movies. Yeah, they don't. But it's supposed to be. There's no but story. You're not supposed to know in the first movie, then. You're kind of supposed to know. You're supposed say. to extract. Yeah, like. Wow. And we we didn't figure that out. <laughs> it is in there. Like it's not just like something they tagged on. I but guess. It is but hidden in there. Gotcha. Like that's the reason why she visits the house and finds the key under the mat or something at the, uh, like the very beginning, and he's watching her. Okay. Like there's all sorts of clues, but no, we didn't get it either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, this builds some really good drama because. You wonder why it's called Psycho. It's a woman working at a real estate office. A big old uh, 
haughty Texan comes in and is like, my daughter, my princess is getting married. She's oh, 18 yeah. and I'm buying her her first house. Flashing the money and like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, I never carry more than I can lose. And he's like got $40,000, which is like $300,000 back then. We adjust, we uh, the oh, you did the, the, you did the money. <laughs> you did the count. You did the conversion. That's something we do on this website or this uh, show because we watch a lot of older movies. We're mm. like, they, it's $3 billion. Like, it's astronomical amount of money. I'm glad you guys. I'm I'm, I'm glad we ended up watching this because I actually don't generally watch older movies. Uh, nice. Not not by yeah, it's by choice, I guess. <laughs> We've been trying to get into them more because they're a little deeper. Sure. A little richer. Yeah, I was a film major, so I've watched a lot of old everything. Movies. <laughs> not everything, but lots. But a lot of old uh, movies. So I sh- have an Amazon Prime account, so I'm getting into older movies. <laughs> I love some old movies. There are a lot of really bad old movies too, though. Like, sure. Oh yeah, I'm gonna mention one at some point. I can't remember where I wrote it down, but um, but it reminded me of this movie actually. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. So that guy flashes the money, right? Mm-hmm. And then the girl in the office says, "I declare." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's that's definitely a I love, sign of the times." Now it's an old movie. I love her comment. <laughs> I love her comment too. Whenever they like go to the office, and she like goes up to uh, Janet Lee's character and was like, "Oh, he was flirting with you, and not with me. He must have seen my wedding ring." Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and she's great. like, "Yeah, sure, honey." <laughs> and then but he's flirting hard with her. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was it was definitely creepy. It was a very aggressive, creepy force. Yeah, you not a good kind. than a Louisiana <laughs> summer. And he's like fanning himself with his hat. It was not a good. And then the guy that owns the business, I think his name Lowry. He looks just like Walt Disney. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> I thought it was him for a second. I wouldn't be surprised if Walt Disney was a cameo. In this. Yeah, he made a, like, an appearance. Did you see? Yeah. Did you catch? Oh, so you've this is your first Hitchcock film. This is my first Hitchcock film. Do you know that he famously has himself in all of like all of his movies? Oh, it's so like, what, what character is it's he? It's like a Night Shyamalan. But no, he never clever. plays a character. He, oh, he's just in one shot every uh, movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. <laughs> and okay. he was in this one. It was the first shot. It was one of the first in. shots when they were walking into the bank, like when the Texan and the okay. guy was walking into the bank. There was a frame. He was standing in the in just the watching the street. window. But like, if I street. were to do it, I would have a like a picture of me, uh, someplace at every movie, like uh, just just my face, yeah. right there. But then they couldn't put more pictures of birds. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was the joke we kept making while we were watching this time. Is that he's distracted during the movie he's making, uh, thinking about the next movie he wants to make, mm. and that's why there were so many birds in this movie because gotcha. he was you too busy like thinking about the birds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of birds in this film. There were a lot of birds. Um, that one's in color. Yeah. I don't know if that was his actual next movie. No, but it was on his mind. Maybe his next big ones. Kind of like Tarantino when he's making like they were all big ones. Like yeah, he was uh, the killer bride on his mind, and he's waiting to make Kill Bill. Um, So the Texan comes in waving a wad of cash, forty thousand dollars, buying his daughter her first home, and she takes it and stuffs it in this huge envelope and puts it in her purse. And she's like, oh, I don't feel well. Can I leave and take all this money? And they're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I have a headache. No, Can she's supposed to take the money. Like, she was supposed to take it to the bank. And then mm-hmm. she was just like, yeah, I, I want to go I want to go straight home instead of coming back here. And they're like, sure, whatever. We just made $40,000. Why not? Apparently a headache is a viable excuse to leave work in the 60s. I think the boss is a little bit uh, ashamed because and the Texan also, brings up that he's got a bottle in his office yeah and they're like oh we're gonna go to the strip club and just get smashed because i made a huge sale <laughs> and he's like yeah i take the day off whatever or also we don't know like maybe she's asking to leave 10 minutes early we don't know like sure. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't know if that was like the end of business mm-hmm. if she stayed behind she would have to take those tranquilizers so all right sorry about that we're back technical difficulties talking about Justin's parents doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had to cut all that out. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Uh, one thing that was throughout the entire movie that I loved and probably set the precedence for future horror films is the music. Oh yes, it's really good. It was really good, and I feel like it's I've heard those audio clips throughout time. Person was it Danny Elfman? No, it was it not. It sounded Danny. like Danny Bernard Elfman. Herman. It was like da, 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 like really stringy, and then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is uh, this was Danny Elfman before Danny Elfman. Also, that house up on the hill. Once we get to it, very like Tim Burton. If the, this the, is, the one behind the hotel yeah, or motel. If house. this wasn't made so much before it, you would say he ripped him off. <laughs> I'm saying it inspired them. I know how chronology works. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Hitchcock has a time machine and went to the '90s and ripped off Tim Burton. <laughs> I also really like the shots. Yeah, yeah, the cinematography is always really good. There, there was one shot. It's not till later on in the film, but I just thought it, like it always impresses me when I see it. When they do the direct film shot of her looking at herself in the mirror and you don't see the camera at all. Yeah. I always wonder how he did it. That's yeah, really good. That? He probably had a mirror cut out and was filming through it. Oh. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Interesting. But it's direct. It's face it's on. It's a face on, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a thing with mirrors in the movie too because when they go to the motel, there's a mirror uh, to their left um, as they walk up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just feel like it was in the movie a lot. And if you notice, Norman Bates doesn't have a shadow. Uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were supposed to know he was a vampire the whole time. It's like the thing, there's a slight visual cue that gives him away as the psycho. Have you ever seen John Carpenter's The Thing? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a monster that takes different forms. Okay. And so it's hidden among the crew members, like eight different people. But if you know how he incorporated the special effect thing in it. Which gives it away. I won't give it away because you okay. haven't seen it. All right, all right. And we'll tell you what the clue is either. Thank you. Oh, man, screw you, IMDB. <laughs> I'm looking at the psycho one in it and the the one is like more like this is butterfly effect. <laughs> Come it on. keeps coming up. <laughs> wow. Not like this. Uh, so she's taking the money and she's running. She gets home like yeah i'm doing it and the reason she is be- is because her and her boyfriend can't be really seen together because he is broke she doesn't have a lot of money and he's divorced that's actually where the movie started you said it started in the bank but right. it yeah. started with them with their little meetup for their affair which yeah. they're both single but it's still an affair because of the times because they're not married let me ask you this Whenever you hear, yeah, I've got all the money, I'll send for you later, that's a red flag. She wasn't going to send for him. She didn't even let him know. Yeah, she was gone. She was mm. gone. But I scandalous. to go back to that scene just a little bit, like that scene was also scandalous for the time too because they were laying in bed together. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like you didn't see that on screen before. Her and her bra and stuff. Crazy. Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Crazy. What are you doing? Bra. Crazy. Yeah. Lucy and Ricky still have like separate residences. Yeah, I always think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they weren't even married. These people weren't even married, and they we saw them in a bed together. I thought I was gonna see penetration. It was so crazy. <laughs> He's the psycho. Uh, this one scene shot as she's leaving town is great. She's at a crosswalk, and her boss walks in front of the car, and he's like, "What?" She's like, oh shit, and just guns it out of town and she doesn't look yeah. back. She's driving, driving, she gets through the desert, she gets through the rain, she can't go any further, she doesn't even realize she's not on the main road. Mm-hmm. She pulls off at the Bates Motel and the uh, cop. She's yeah, she falls asleep. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, she yeah that creepy asleep. cop guy. Oh, that cop is, I thought he was the psycho for a She while. gets assaulted by creepy dudes this entire time. You're <laughs> just like, take the money and run. Get to California where it's safe. <laughs> Do you think that was uh, Hitchcock's intention is to like keep you on your toes? Who's going to be the psycho in this film? 100%. Yeah. Okay. But also, like, he had a low bar because this was... There wasn't movies like this before. Gotcha. Like this was kind of like the first well, s- slasher thriller. I've seen thrillers, not really slashers though. Like I mean, like that, like they like there were definitely there wasn't like a B movie or or, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. This was like the first big one, mm-hmm. and the title alone makes you question constantly: Who's the psycho? Yes, yes. is it going to be her? Is yeah, it I did think it might be one her. of the various men she runs across that's super like creepy to her i think yeah. this cop wakes her up and he's like fuck are you doing and she's like little i got tired he's like you spent that whole night sleeping he's like yeah i was tired he's like okay fine i'm gonna follow you and so she goes into town and 
she's super suspicious because she trades in her car trying to buy a brand new or a used car at the time and the cop is watching eye your time yeah she was not very inconspicuous she does it right in front of him. She, she was even not, comes into the lot. She was yeah. not good at this. Like, whenever he was questioning her, like, obviously, like, she was uncomfortable and, yeah. like, lying to him. That's why he was following her. But also, like, he was being creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they made him out to be, like, super tense, like, right away because they, like, zoomed in on his face. I like the shots uh, with her and the cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... Just like him looming over her the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's supposed to make you really uncomfortable in the shots that close, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I kind of sure. felt like the music was diegetic at this point, though, because she turns <laughs> on the car and immediately the violins start up again. Mm. I'm like, is that just what's on the radio in Arizona? <laughs> at that point, after after following and then everything up until like her, her getting in the basement, so I was like, this is slow. This movie's slow, but I feel like movies were slower. Yeah, the slow they were they were yeah. definitely like a slow burn yeah. type of mentality for it, a lot of things. It took time, and you're just like watching him fall, and watching him fall, and fall, and fall. Which I mean, Halloween is like that too. Except yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's no burn. There's no burn. Just Loomis. Loomis Loomis. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's like raining heavily. She doesn't realize she's off the. She's in a new car, and she winds up at the basement. Mm-hmm. Man, can we talk just about her buying the car? Like that oh, dude gave her so, so much shit. I'm, I, I feel like he, like that was a fair judgment on his end, though, right? Like, why do you have this much money? <laughs> hey, is that cop following you? Like, There's a cop across the street, <laughs> and then the cop eventually shows up on the lot and has his hands on his hips, right? And, and they what's don't... with this righteous used car dealer. Yeah, that's a good point. He just wants to sell. She's throwing money at him. He's like, don't you want to haggle? I think that proves how, you know, scummy the stereotype is back then, right? Because he kept saying, like, this is weird even for me. I'm a scummy used car sale. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made him uncomfortable. He's usually the one doing it. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try that on a car salesman. Walk up with $700. Yeah. (laughs) And an old beat up drunker. It was brand new for the time. Yeah. Two nice cars. It was in this, just like uh, last week's double indemnity. Yeah, all two models. You know, just say that in every episode now. Double indemnity. Yeah. Double indemnity. I said every we five gotta, minutes in double indemnity. Yeah. Yeah, man. Speaking of double indemnity, Josh, this... can you tell the people your fun fact that you let us know? <laughs> because okay, so. Josh does this this thing where after we turn the mic off, he's got all sorts of info about the movie we just watched. And it's like... That's the <laughs> not right time to do that. <laughs> so the next episode, we can have this little follow-up. Okay. Um, what, the triple indemnity thing? The single indemnity. Oh, that. <laughs> so double indemnity was so popular that it had a bunch of knockoffs because people were trying to cash in on how popular the movie was. And... One of the big knockoffs was going to be called Single Indemnity, and then they got sued into the ground, and it never came out. Also, there's a movie called Triple Indemnity, yeah, which actually exists. But the fact that they no ne- quadruple they're aware of Double Indemnity, why would you commit Single Indemnity? Why would you call it Single Indemnity? <laughs> it was just a money grab to try to you could latch onto the indemnity. title. You could have just called it Indemnity. It probably would have got away with that. Is there a movie called <laughs> Next week, Josh will have some great psycho trivia. Indemnity theme throughout the entirety of the podcast. Psycho indemnity. Yeah. If you're killed by a psycho on a business trip, it pays out quadruple. The little man from Indemnity definitely showed up in this movie. Oh, this was, cop's uh, little man was terrible, though. We'll get to that. So she shows up at the Bates Motel, and right away, Norman is really in her face. Won't let her go to bed. He's like, Mom, have a snack. I can sandwiches and milk before that though he was charming yeah he's a good looking dude he seemed normal at he first. seemed he was very boyish we couldn't figure out what age he was boyish to is a good word yeah 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 but he's probably like mid-30s yeah and then and then he starts acting creepy yeah, yeah. he lures her she, and he's like you want to sign a book he signs a fake name in it uh he's like put your address there and he's like you just have to put the city and she like looks at the magazine or the newspaper right by her and it says los angeles so she's like yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? Uh, <laughs> Crap, what's a city? 
<laughs> I've only ever been to one. <laughs> I don't remember how to spell that one. Um, but you're like, he's, like, he's very polite. He's like, well, don't you want to hang out? Just me and my mother here. Well, yeah. no, first he was like, you can come up to the house and have dinner with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, we'll make sandwiches and milk, which is weird to offer. In my head, but, I was, like, it made me wonder, I was like, would that have just been cool for the time? If somebody offered, or and then that's clearly the, now it's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> the sandwiches he brought out were like, Jeez, they had sandwiches. like, a, it was like one piece of bread with a slice of cheese on it. <laughs> it was like an open piece, yeah, American cheese I'll bet sandwich. That's what, I'll bet that's what his mom used to make. Ugh. Wait a minute, considering what happens later. I mean, does he just go to the store where he can just buy bread and cheese and milk? He seems like the kind of guy who would only eat bread and yeah, cheese. Yeah, the milk, sheriff probably. knows him though. Like, it's, does he not be like, look, look, man, you gotta like, you gotta buy some. You gotta meat. up your game. No, because this is 1958 when they filmed this. Yeah, they actually had yeah. stores called Bread, Cheese, and Milk. Yeah, that was all they had. <laughs> all of our grandparents, especially <laughs> us who are white, subsided on bread, cheese, milk, and mayo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got beans, rice, and tortillas. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's, 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 uh, obviously weird. I, the, when he offers her the food, says, come over for dinner, offers her food. She's like, you're not eating. I'm not hungry. The first tell that he starts breaking is whenever he is introducing her to the, like he's giving her a tour of the room or whatever, Uh introducing her to the room. That's a, I don't know what Let me show you my room. (laughs) Introduce you to the room, her, her room. Uh, he was showing her around the room and, uh, he just, he can't say bathroom. Like, he can't even look at it You're and right. point at it and say bathroom oh. to her. He's just like, he, he's like, he was normal. He's perfectly fine. He's like, and then it's, you know. And she has to say the bathroom. <laughs> or the restroom. Yeah. yeah. This is the murder. Oh. <laughs> he just doesn't Don't mind all the chocolate syrup. That's the them. psycho room. Like, <laughs> it's the room is haunted. Uh, Here's my peephole. And then from then, that's whenever yeah. he just starts like ticking more and more red flags. Like, like that's whenever it goes downhill. He's a good actor. I liked uh, is like kind of weird. I like that he was charming, but also weird and stuttery. And yeah, he played it well. It yeah. was uh, Anthony Hopkins. Perkins. That's pretty close. Hopkins and Perkins. <laughs> they both play psychos. Anthony <laughs> Perkins. Uh, yeah. So he's eating with her in this room, and there's a bunch of taxidermy animals around. And he's like. <laughs> and all the animals and all the photos around are birds. And you're like, Hitchcock really wanted to make the birds at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, coast. he's got senioritis through the second half of Psycho. He, he, <laughs> but Norman's just like talking about like his taxidermy hobby. He's like, oh, it's not a hobby. A hobby's supposed to, to take up some of your time, right. not fill your this time. This is a fetish. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. man. And talking about his mom, and he doesn't stop. Uh-uh. And this just, is when she, her face just glosses over and is like, oh, that's wonderful. I need to go to bed now. My face glossed over. That scene was long. It was tough, too, because he's like, a boy and his mother share a very special bond, and uh, mommy found a new man. Well, I don't want to tell you what happened to him since you're eating. And then he he says, a son is a poor substitute for a lover. (laughs) That is a lie. That's a good lie. That was the tagline of this movie, I think. Yeah. Psycho, a son is a poor a lover jesus christ don't travel alone. last time i said to someone they didn't well, good they didn't time. show up to the podcast <laughs> and so uh he's got a peephole after she goes into the she takes room. a shower yeah and he slides this guy's little people and i'm like yeah that's why you gave her room one yeah so absolutely right to yeah mm-hmm. he decided i i, I was playing a, a, a game since i've seen this movie a hundred times i was trying to decide when his character decided he was going to kill her. The moment she walked in, no? I think, okay, can I go first? Yeah. And see if we agree. Uh, I think it was when she was like, oh, I'm going to bed now. And he's like, what, um, he tells her her real name, her real name. And says, Phoenix, where she wrote down Los Angeles earlier. She's like, I have to go back and find myself something. Like, I have a mistake. Mm. I think he's like, he's so on the brink of killing, he's a sociopath. He's just like any lie is like women are killers, and that sets him over the edge. Oh, okay, okay. It's what, a, it's a, it's a trigger for him. It's an excuse. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What do you think? So I'm going with the uh, the hard theory of the movie that he actually is just split into two personalities, Ooh. and that whenever uh, 
whenever he went to the house and was talking with his mom, mm-hmm. that's whenever he turned in his mind that he was going to kill her. It wasn't that she lied, it's that he was attracted to her. Yes. Okay. It was as soon as he was realized that he was attracted to her. That people must cause a lot of problems then. Like we find out near the end of the movie that they have at least two missing girl cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And back then, ooh, there were so a who lot knows of how many how many cars are in the bottom of that little tar pit? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> he, he knew exactly where to put it. Yep. Yeah, he's been planning this or has done it. Oh, he was so good at the cleanup. There's no way it hadn't happened before. Well, at this point, but we don't know who the psycho is still because yeah. Someone, she's taking a shower, someone storms into the room, tears the shower curtain, and has a knife. And it's but, really well disguised. But even prior to that, she was taking the happiest shower I think anybody's ever taken, because I've I nev- never smiled that much during the shower. <laughs> she was real. It was a lot that of that yeah. was the, she was melting away. She had a rough day. She did. And that, that hot water was just like melted all of her anxiety. That's away. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the violins came back. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, puts yeah, on yeah. that record, and it's like, all right, I have thirteen minutes or thirteen <laughs> seconds between when I put the record on and when the music starts. <laughs> and he runs in there. Yeah, um, he does the uh, worst stab scene known to man. It took so many stabs. <laughs> yeah. Well, she fought back. Yeah. It was, nice. it was, it was pretty gruesome. Yeah. Still, like gruesome to this ish. day. Yeah, yeah. But it was not convincing. No. Yeah, it was. It was like watching kids like stab between the arm, or, you know, like. It was. Did 19... you know right away what was going on? Did you know it yeah. was Norman? Yeah, yeah, because he had the people. It's hard to. It was hard to justify it as anybody, else. and we don't know even. Any it other was like a. It was like a. It was like a throwaway that it was dressed as a woman whenever they came in. Might and have been his mom. It was stabbing, and the, and that he yelled with the mom. That that was one thing we skipped over whenever he went to go talk to his mom he's like yeah we go have dinner and then she he gets into a screaming match with his mom mm-hmm. where his mom is basically calling this woman a whore mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and yeah, I forgot about that. uh and then he comes back he's like oh i'm sorry she's terrible i like wish i could apologize out. for yeah. my mom <laughs> uh so that's how he 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 uh guilts her into having dinner with him because she was not going to oh no at first right, right but i think she felt sorry for him Ooh, how heavily can you finger quote that dinner <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I've had a hard day. Here's some bread and cheese and milk. And also, we're not eating together. Color. It's all for you. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch you eat. <laughs> like a bird. You eat like a bird. <laughs> and then he, he tells her he eats, she eats like a bird, and then he talks about how he only likes to stuff, like to do taxidermy on birds. Like that's the only... That's good. I didn't that's think the about only that. One that. That's the only animal that looks good stuffed. Every other thing looks too beastly. He should have taxidermied her at the end of the movie. That's <laughs> while he's what... uh, peeping on her, he's got those pictures of birds right next to her. Mm. He keeps the fetish... <laughs> And keeps the fetish alive. Yeah. I like I like the idea of the peephole, and there's a beak on one side of the peephole, and some feathers on the other end. So whoever's looking through it looks like a bird. I'm a bird. <laughs> you know how they have that expression: "If I could be a fly on the wall, I'm a bird on the wall." Tweet, 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 tweet. Uh, so yeah, that awful stab scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Hershey's syrup that they used yeah. for the blood in this scene. Ah. They tried a bunch of different things. Ink didn't work. It kind of stuck, stained the tub. Hershey's syrup worked perfectly. This is before the cornstarch and red dye days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we st- and we still use that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we used it for a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You can tell too when it's a big old pile. But that was the <laughs> other thing that that a lot of people like was blown away with this movie was like at the time Janet Lee was like it's a huge film star. And she was built up to be like the main character of this movie, and she, she gets murdered. Yeah. Uh, not even halfway through it, and they're just like, "What?" The main character shift happens a lot in this film. It does. And like who we're supposed it to does. be focusing on. And that's a that's another trope of old movies we forget about. Uh, they didn't necessarily have one main character. There was kind of a handful of main characters. I I would have I would appreciate it more if it was skipping around to begin with yeah uh but otherwise i mean we, we were with her for like oh, half the movie and then now we're not that was a big jarring thing it's a big jarring thing 
Yeah, yeah. I wish if there were more like cuts, like kind of how we make film now, I guess it would have would have been less jarring, or more jarring because I'm I don't I don't know what exactly the the like the mindset of a movie goer there is like because a lot of those older movies there weren't a whole lot of cuts and stuff. No, there weren't. Going back and forth between. A bunch of different storylines probably would have been too much. Like they were just like, "This is too confusing." Huh? <laughs> also, you say you knew he was guilty of that peephole moment, but the mindset of the people back then, up until like 2018, you could be a pervert <laughs> and totally still be an okay guy. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's a pervert, but he's not a killer. That's his mom. Right. Yeah, 2018 is when I covered mine up. So <laughs> you finally patched that people. <laughs> <laughs> Busy Sunday, I'm patching my people. <laughs> oh, you're such a woke dude. <laughs> so he kills her. He disposes of the body by putting her in the trunk. He also throws the money in the trunk. Right. So unbeknownst to him. The thing that also in this is he doesn't just kill her. Like, he kills her, and then he goes... Well, he kills her dressed as the mother. As the, mo- as the mother. Then he mm-hmm. goes to the house, right. takes that off, changes back into normal clothes, and then pretends... To no one, to be surprised. Now, you, you said you were going with I know. movie. I know. He doesn't so pretend. He doesn't pretend. No. Like, he is He discovers just, the body. Yeah, he just discovers the body. Yeah, Disasso- disassociative identity disorder, yeah. I think, is the most up-to-date term. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're like, wow, are people just going to keep coming to this motel and getting murdered? And one by one? That's kind of what happens, because <laughs> the private detective kind gets of. called, mm-hmm. comes to there, and immediately knows this guy's guilty. Let's get into this private detective scene. He he shows up and Norman Bates is just wearing a black turtleneck and he's like, this guy's a serial killer. <laughs> this is a really good scene. because But he doesn't though. He does. I think he does. But whenever he reports to his other guy, he, he just says that he believes all the stuff that Norman he's told him. He's got an inkling. He's got a feeling that something dirty is going on here. He's like, did she pay you an exorbitant amount of money to hide out here and keep you from us and all this stuff? I think he was grilling him for sure, but I think he bought it. Because okay. if he didn't buy it, he would have said so to his partner whenever he called him. Okay. But he didn't say any of that. He just said exactly. He's like, oh, is this guy? He said this. He said this. Seems fine. But I want to I want to talk to that mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked his character. I did too. I thought yeah. the grilling was, was effective. It was good. This was almost a noir scene. Like a yeah, that's a good point. Um, did feel that way. Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, this isn't the point where he bashes him. He straight up stabs him. Like, he comes into the house, the private detective, yeah. coming up the stairs, and at this point, we still don't know who the psycho is. Right. Uh, it, Norman's mother supposedly comes out, runs out, some violent stabs go again. Ring, ring, ring. And he falls down the stairs very convincingly. Oh, oh my really God. That falls <laughs> one of the worst shots. Yeah. That, that was worse than the shower stab scene. That was the Yeah, that was the one. It's tough. It was 1960. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. How do you do? How do you do this? Especially if you're the first one to do it, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. If you're the first one to film, like person. Because it was fast, so he had to have that time pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't just go in and like fix that in later with what we have now that right. we're spoiled with. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Editing was hard. You were looking through different scopes and splicing film by hand. For sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, he falls down the stairs. He does the same thing. He disposes of him in the swamps. And then Bob and her sister come looking for her. They're like, the private detective called back. He's like, I need to talk to the mom, and then I'll check back in with you. He never checks back in. So Bob and the sister go out there, and I like how Josh, you're like, oh, what if they go in one by one? That'd been amazing. Right. <laughs> everybody's so going one people. at a time yeah. and he I'll kills like eight people yeah they, yeah they all fall downstairs <laughs> but they have a plan bob's going to kind of distract him bob's not scared bob probably fought in the war and bob's like look at this little nerd like why would i be scared of he him? was towering point. over him yeah. just getting in his face and he was getting in his face he was relless he's like i he probably did serve in a war this is yeah. 1950 He's like, I've seen this men who like to kill. Probably killed his girlfriend. <laughs> he's like, I've seen nerds that like to kill. <laughs> I can spot him a mile away. And so he's like really pushing him, kind of almost metaphorically jabbing him in the chest with his finger. 
Meanwhile, and this is all just a distraction. The sister's up in the house looking for the old lady, quote-unquote. Um, Thorman realizes he's being bad, and he gets the drop on Bob. He grabs, like, his ashtray and bobs him gets on the head with it. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly disabling him. Yeah. And uh, she's... Knocks him out for, like, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and the sister in the house is so lucky because she's, like, snooping upstairs. Snooping all around. And at the moment Norman's, like, runs out, she glimpses him through this tiny window and is mm-hmm. like, oh, I can hide. Runs under the stairs. Yeah. He goes upstairs. She goes downstairs. And he's like, don't go into the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was the first instance of someone in the theater yelling, don't go down there. Ah, It's <laughs> the first yell ever. Yeah. Um, she goes down there and the mother is down there. And by this, this is point, the reveal. we've been told... There's been no mother in that house for ten years. Right. They go talk to the sheriff before they go down there. Mm-hmm. Or the gov... I, I don't know. He's like a he's judge a, or sheriff. He's a sheriff, I don't know. They say. Okay, sheriff. Bad move. They went alone. The sheriff wouldn't go with them, though. Yeah, because he believe he's known Norman his whole life. He called Norman. He's like, Norman, is everything okay? And Norman's like, yeah, just sitting here drinking milk. Mm-hmm. Eating cheese on bread. <laughs> <laughs> also known as dinner. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, checks out. <laughs> That's what he's done every day for the past 30 years. <laughs> no one goes crazy on milk cheese bread. So the reveal is uh, a chair that apparently can turn itself. Nice swivel chair. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was the reveal is that it was haunted because it yeah. turns itself. <laughs> it turned itself. Yeah, it turned into a not, yeah, a fantasy film. Really quickly. Just for like a split second. <laughs> and then it goes right back to normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his dead mother. Mm-hmm. And really good gory effects, like very mummified. The yeah, these are sunken back in the teeth are really well made. It's good. This might have been they were proud of it too because know. they stayed on it for like for a, a while, a good while. Uh, yeah. They're like, look how much work we put into this. People in the theaters were screaming, covering their eyes, mm-hmm. and somebody died. Like, this was hardcore <laughs> back in the day. Um, and then there, this is unrelated, but there were reports uh, on. Uh, Strangers on a Train, whenever he had the famous scene where people, where uh, uh, the train comes through the tunnel, uh-huh. there were reports that there were a lot of people that would uh, run out s- screaming mm. whenever it was coming through because they actually thought a train was coming. That's amazing. That's uh, the same thing uh, and reports that there were like some heart attacks and stuff from like just a train. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you look up like people try VR on YouTube, it's the same thing. It's so great. I love watching those videos. Oh yeah, of people just falling. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, people trying it in malls that just freak out. The horror <laughs> films, they always there's always some sort of gimmick uh, in a review or something to get you to go. So I think it was Hereditary. They like put um, they put like a heart sensor monitors on people, mm-hmm. and they're like, look how much people spiked. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like every uh, this many people fainted during the. It does actually draw me in, though, honestly. It works, <laughs> it works on it me. Works. Yeah. This movie is as stressful as going to the dentist. Yes. It's just like, yeah. it takes your, it's these mundane fears that some people have, and they like, <laughs> put them in movies. <laughs> this movie is as stressful as yeah, speaking in front Eagles. of 100 people. <laughs> so Bates running in towards the end. Got the knife. Yeah, need to do some stabbing, uh-huh. and him just ineffectually squirming yeah. is because Bob, Bob just got like an iron gr- grip on him. He's just like, Dude, I, I was mean, you're yeah. embarrassing We're yourself because <laughs> he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very like, weak. Worm. <laughs> squirm is the perfect squirm. Word. <laughs> Bob grabs him by the knife hand and around the neck, and he's. It like, makes you wonder yeah, how he's managed to kill anybody <laughs> ever. We were saying the exercise he gets is just running down from the. Tell up to the house like yeah. 17 times a day. Yeah, yeah. He's got strong legs. Poor upper body. Yeah, because yeah. he has to kill that lady by stabbing 40 something. <laughs> he has to go out of stabs. Uh, and then we, we, get, we get a scene that I feel like is unnecessary these days. It was probably tacked on because test viewings for this were like, what happened? I don't it get it. There. I don't get it. Yeah. And then we have a whole. 10 minutes of exposition. You want to talk about slow scenes? Jeez. Yeah, that's a bad... This exposition scene. I hate end. that exposition this, scene. In the director's cut, this is gone, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. 
It's like he was a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> there was no name drop. That's what it should have been. Get it, and then credit, end credits. Okay, I will give this scene one credit. That uh, dude was suave. He was suave as fuck, but he's like, <laughs> one guy's like, so he's like a transsexual or something, right? He's like, correction. Transsexuals have yeah. different motivations. He truly believed he was his mother. And I was like, good for you. You yeah, know, there's going to be some car ride on the way home where your friend brings that, that up, up. Like, eh, all those trans people are stabbing people right, in horror right, movies. Right. And you, this time you can be like, we covered that. Not this time, buddy. And this is 1960. Yeah. Like, Freud wasn't far behind this. This is very progressive. Yeah. Because you do have a lot of trans hate in horror movies. Like, it's usually the killer. It mm. was, though. Still, I mean, as much as we're giving it a well, pat yeah, on the yeah. back for that, it was. It wasn't a trans that. though. And I, 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 no, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It yeah. wasn't. But we're yeah. separating it. It was, which is nice mm-hmm. for the time being, especially. Uh, and, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. And that's that's the end of Psycho. That's the end of Psycho. I have a couple of quotes here that I wrote down. I don't remember this line. I wrote my favorite line of the movie. It was somebody saying, "Grab lunch." And somebody else saying, that's okay, Sam. I brought it with me. Does anybody remember this? Yes. I don't remember yes. This. Uh, it was whenever... They're in the uh, store. He was in the store at work. And the sister... This is when you get introduced to her sister. Yeah. Which she we comes in and she's about. like hysterical. And the other guy working at the counter is like, hey, do you want to like not... Like, are you in front of everybody in this store and like go take your lunch? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like... No, I brought my with <laughs> me. I brought mine with me. It's like, use. Go get the fuck out of here. That was a good line. It was like unintentionally funny, I think. And right after that was a good one. They're like, I want to know what happened to her. And the detective opens the door and he's like, I'd like to know what happened to her too. Yeah. And it's like, how'd you hear that from outside? I didn't know who that was. I thought that was maybe the husband that we kind of alluded to from the first scene. I was a little confused at first and then like exposition scene again. And then I thought the Texan was definitely going to hire someone to look come down because it's his money. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see it, but that tow truck at the end, it was the Texan guy pulling it up. He's like, my money's got to be in that. Oh, the trunk okay. Of that. <laughs> you didn't see it, but he hired a separate private investigator that Norman killed off. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, my other, uh, maybe not favorite line, but I was like, whoa, I can't believe it was in the movie. I think it was when the PI is grilling Norman Bates and, uh, they I think they were talking about the signature or like the, the log book. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you sure that's her name? Are you sure that, or whatever? And he's like, I'm not capable of being fooled. Not even by a woman. Oh yeah. That was a strange that? reaction. Yeah. yeah. I'm not capable of being Ooh. Not even by a woman. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was strange. And we get this great backstory about how his mother and him lived together after his dad died, and then his mother met someone and he poisoned them both. This because he got jealous. Like his official story was the mother poisoned the her lover and then couldn't take it, so they Romeo and Julieted themselves kind of. Mm-hmm. But you know that Norman did it from the beginning, the way he's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um. There are sequels to this. There's like Psycho 1 through 4 contain the same Damn. actor. There's Whoa. a remake. Mm-hmm. It's a shot for shot remake with Vince Vaughn playing Norman Bates. 1998. Yeah. Yes. Before Vince Shot Vaughn. for shot. Shot mm-hmm. for shot remake. I do like me some Vince Vaughn. Is it any good? Uh, no. Okay. Before I mean, Vince it's Vaughn a shot for shot remake. <laughs> he, he and there's in no and subtlety. So uh. like... You know that scene where he's peeping on her and he's like looking at it. You can the, almost hear him jerking off in, the, in, in that scene. In the scene in the remake, you can like almost audibly hear him jerking off. Whoa. So it's like no joke. It's like it's so it's all just like I'm just imagining the Foley artist for that one. Just like mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's requesting materials for that. Thing. <laughs> I swear it's for the job. All right, would you recommend? Let's go around. Uh Oh, yeah, I'm going to say I would recommend it. It maybe doesn't hold up to the hype 100%, but it's still a good movie. And the basis for most modern-day slashers. Yeah, I'd recommend it on the fact that it has this legacy that it's probably worth it. Certainly not a 97%. No. No. It's all right. Uh, yeah, just for historical, his history's sake, I'd say you should probably watch this film, but... Um... A lot of some of the dialogue was bad. The exposition, the acting is stunted, but that's 
acting in that time. It's kind of theatrical almost. It is. Uh, yeah, like, like stage the theater. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but again, it's a historical uh, um, cornerstone. I love this movie. This um, was actually on your list like a year ago. Yeah, we, never got to we it just never rolled it. Yeah. Um, it's not by any means close to my favorite Hitchcock film, but I love Hitchcock films in general. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about him? Other than your degree uh, in film. I would say um, I think that he uh, is like the master of subtlety. Like he is so good at doing this, these slow burn things and building up the tension and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just gets like such um, iconic performances out of a lot of really famous actors um that he worked with and just like his editing techniques he always was in all of his movies he tried to to push to do something that hadn't been done before sure it's funny i admire because the the things that i liked most i don't think you named but like uh direction like 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 cinematography yeah he's he's real good at that dug in this movie and then also uh his choice in actors i think he did a good job casting he had a good use of light and dark. A lot of people were afraid to go full shadow and full black before this mm. uh, because it doesn't show up on film very well. Sure. He wasn't afraid to obscure things and hide things and use it to his advantage like in Artful. He was one of the first directors that was like, that got big enough, popular enough to be like, fuck you to the, mm-hmm. the studios. I'm going to do what I want because you can't afford to not hire me to make the movies. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. I, I mean, I, I think the things, though, that... And maybe he's learning this as he goes on, but, like, does dialogue get better in his films? Does... Would you say that the dialogue in Rope was way better than you this? You some of the best dialogue in any movie ever. Watched. Really? Okay. Rope, oh, my God. Yeah. Rope uh, is like a stage play. There's okay. only four cuts in the entire movie. Whoa. Another plus Jimmy's. Four too, cuts? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Four cuts in the entire movie, and he hides all of them. I mean, he tries to hide all of them. That's, that's you can incredible. You can kind tell him, but, but... I gotta watch it now. And Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Which is one of his favorites. I mean, real, Jimmy Stewart's in Rear Window. He's in North by Northwest. Yeah. Mm. Vertigo... So it's you said, a wonderful life. You say yeah. subtlety, but like Bates' character, like he is, there was obviously some some like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess not subtlety when he's like stuttering and when he's like being really weird. He's also generally more confident around male visitors too. He's very mm-hmm. put yeah. off by female visitors that come to the motel. That's a good point. Uh, but when the men come, he's like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" I've never been. For I've you. never been fooled by a woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and but I think that the reason he says that is because like his whole life he's was he was, was lived underneath his domineering mom. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously the ties there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, this not so much like the home. subtlety with Norman's character, but. Um, I do like all the little hints that he drops on stuff that's happening. That, sure. That's going to be happening. Okay. Um, the symbol. Uh, and the foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff. Did anybody watch Bates Motel? No. Okay. I, I didn't no. watch it either. I heard it's really good, though. I've heard decent things about it, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm. I kind of want to now after having watched this. Yeah, mm. and it's all about... It's I know what the cool, premise right? is. It's, it's like him as a teenager... With his mom. With his mom. Yeah. I'm guessing probably like in the course of that show she's going to meet the man that he murders her over. That might be the catalyst for all of the killing to come. Huh. Uh, this was famously based off true life serial killer. It was uh, Ed Gein. Ed Gein, yeah. Who lived in remote isolation, had visitors come and would kill him one by one. He would make a... This was obviously less gruesome than... He'd make Gaines. upholstery out of the parts of people that he killed. Like, he had, like, lampshades and stuff. Oh. Like, Ed Gein's used as a base for a lot of horror movies. Who's like the guy that made Psychopaths, a, like a, a... A belt out of nipples. That was Ed Gein. That was Ed Gein. Ah, okay. Famous oh, so guy. Have you ever of seen Science of the Lambs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. that one? Yeah. That's, uh... That's the... No, 80s. actually, I haven't. I watched Ooh. the show Hannibal all the way through. Oh, uh, Okay. 
And so I feel like I've seen it. You should see the original with Jodie Fox. I, I'm going to watch now all of them Jody because Foster. the show is arguably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. It, it's, if you want to talk about direction, it's perfect. And and dialogue. Yeah. Anyways. Thanks. Uh, um, right, we're... I do glad you bring it up because the cinematography is one of my favorite things. I didn't say that before, but it is one of my favorite things that Hitchcock does. Ooh, really, really good. Really good at We were watching this framing. tonight. And Kat and I recently watched Clive Barker's Nightbreed because the director's cut got added to Shudder. And Clive Barker's another writer, director, screenplay writer from the 80s. Hmm. And you're watching Nightbreed. And while I was watching, I was like, did they forget how to make movies? <laughs> Just some of the shots in there where it's like, this shot, this shot, this shot, this shot. And it's so jarring. And then you watch something like this and you're like, they had so much less to work with. But mm-hmm. it was so much more elegant than what they did with it. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, I wish. I mean, some good horror directors are getting back to this. Like we mentioned, Heredity earlier. A lot of people working in that A twenty four studio. Are yeah. Yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. 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 That movie's so good. good. Directors. Uh, but also they probably only had one camera. Uh-huh. This movie, right? This isn't a multi. I don't know when did multicams come into. Multicam was more of a sitcom feature. Yeah, for sure. Shows. Sure. Um, and we've gone back to single cam since then. It was a very brief thing from like the 60s to the 90s. But yeah, you're, you're right. There's usually only one perspective of every scene. Like, right. We're either looking at Anthony Bates from her perspective or kind of just panning around the room looking at all his weird shit. Yeah, yeah. This was one thing I liked when they're finally exploring the house at the end. We see the mother's bedroom and it's immaculate, except for the bed. There's a huge indentation of where she sleeps. Yeah, that was weird. And then the son's room is a kid's room. Oh still. yeah, Anthony's room. His yeah. room, and it, like you could even tell in black and white that like his seats, his uh, sheets were soiled, <laughs> which is like distinct. another yeah. thing that's like prominent in serial killers. Yeah, like yeah. Bedwetting. Bedwetting throughout adulthood. Yeah. So you know that they like do their research like they they put more research than you think into these things sure sure now i want to watch the birds again and see how much research they put into like <laughs> into the different types the birds. of birds how much in damage can a seagull truly impact that's <laughs> <laughs> well, a bunch of seagulls a bunch of seagulls yeah you get a bunch of anything and you're doomed uh all right would you like to plug anything yeah, uh, Color Circuit is the name of my media channel. We also have a show on about to film. Uh, it also includes television, though. Uh, I'd love to have all of you on. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah. There's usually about this many people. I am pretty bad about film, but I keep up with a lot of TV shows. Uh, it's a news show. We do uh, reviews as well, and we do a lot of trailer reactions, which has been our bread and butter. What's the name of that? Uh, that show is called Screen Source. Um, you guys have been on a show called Control or Alt Delete. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, have you been on Ludum Tempest yet? That's our board yeah, game show. I was on there once. You were on there once. Yeah, and I was uh, on uh, Tales from the Undertaker. Tales from the Undertaker, role playing game. We got a lot of we got a lot of shit in our got channel. A lot of content coming. Got out. a lot of content uh, coming out, and uh, we just revamped for our 2019 schedule. So, uh, YouTube.com/slash/ColorCircuit and Twitch.tv/slash/ColorCircuitLive. Awesome. Uh, on Twitch, do you stream all your live shows or just video game playthroughs? Uh, we're switching it over now to mostly video game stuff. We're going to be doing some role-playing stuff on there. Um, I should also say to... Well, no, when is this podcast going to come out? Uh, we have a little bit of a backlog. But let's, okay. We can well, if it does, I have a show... expedite it. We can I, I, have, I have a show coming out, uh, a show at Eclipse Theater in a couple of weeks, uh, my band, um, and I will be playing, and then... I have a stand-up comedy show coming up in April at the Comedy Vault, April 1st. Uh, this is all in Albuquerque, so okay. if anybody's listening. What's the name of that band? Uh, Color Circuit. Oh, all right, it, cool. there's, there's a long history there. I won't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Easy yeah. to remember when all your stuff is named the same Exactly, name. yeah, yeah. My mom's name's Color Circuit, yeah. <laughs> your middle name is actually Color Circuit. Exactly. You should be your Color Circuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, this has been Have You Seen... I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. I'm Dylan. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah if you want to find out more about us, we're on FapCheck at Facebook.com, FapCheck at YouTube, and FapCheck at Gmail.com for any questions, concerns, hate mail, recommendations. Anything you want us to read on air, we will. Death threats. I'll oh, take death threats. Send them. Asking for them. Jesus. <laughs> just to anybody, like, just let me know someone's listening. We got our first th- death threat a few weeks ago on YouTube, and it was not. Did you read it on air? No, no, I deleted it immediately. Oh, man. I just took it offline.
No, I wouldn't. It said something like, we know where you live or something like that. I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe they do. Really, motherfucker? They come knock on my door in this specific pattern. People get really passionate about what you put online. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes if you, like, say the wrong thing about Mario, you get some weirdos <laughs> knocking on your door. Uh, this has been Have You Seen? And we'll see you next time. Yeah.